Hello and welcome to Driven for Purpose. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, an evolutionary lifestyle coach helping guide you towards deeper states of transformation, providing you with tips, tools, and resources to support you every step of the way. Thank you for joining and enjoy the show. tuning in to another beautiful episode with me. You know, to be honest, I don't really know how or where this podcast is going. Like sometimes I have life force for it. Other times I just would rather focus on my YouTube channel and showing up on video, which I love. But there are some things that I really appreciate about, um, yeah, about the podcast. And it's almost like I get to have a conversation with you, which is a one-way conversation, which, come on, the ego loves. (laughs) I'm joking, kind of. But, um, yeah, you know, what I've noticed is that I get, I have a lot of really great conversations with friends, and as much as I would love to record those conversations, a lot of people get awkward whenever I'm like, ooh, let's put this on, you know, recording. Then all of a sudden, it's like, ah, awkward, and then it wouldn't make for a good conversation anyway. So what I get to do is, um, yeah, tune into and sharing and recapping some of what I talk about with those people around me so that you get to benefit as well. So in this podcast episode, I want to talk about conscious relating beyond labels, a new paradigm or a new understanding of how we get to love and expand into love. Now, this has been something that I have been on a journey of for the past nearly four years now. And I'll start by telling you a little bit of my background. So I was in three partnerships of varying lengths, the longest being three and a half years. And um, each one of these partnerships had a theme. (laughs) And the theme was that they were very controlling and that there was this fear, this constant fear from my partners that I was going to sleep with someone else, that I was going to cheat on them. And I think that's because every single one of them had past partners cheat on them. And so therefore the relationships were very controlling I had, it was very hard for me to have male friends. It created a lot of issues in our relationship. Therefore, it was just easier for me not to have male friends. And I ended up allowing myself to be very controlled. And, you know, it took me until the third one. (laughs) I mean, I was pretty aware on the second one that I wasn't like, this is ridiculous and not how I want to live and show up in my life and my relationships. But then it took until the third one for me to finally be like, okay, enough is enough. I'm not settling for this. I'm never going to be with an insecure man who's posing to be very secure, which trust me, that's a very, it's like one of the first, first red flags. If somebody comes off as very secure, um, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, very confident. I'm wondering what's really beneath that. Cause we all have an inner boy and an inner girl who is really afraid and alone. 
And it's that vulnerability that allows us to be seen fully. And oftentimes it's the projection that we feel that we need to exude in order for us to feel that we are safe. But when really those are the people who feel the least safe, at least in my observation and experience. So anyway, going back to my relationships, I had three very controlling monogamous relationships. And after the third one, I was like, okay, well, there's a couple things here. The first one is I'm the, I'm the common denominator. So there must be something playing out in my sphere, my belief systems or the way that I'm showing up in the world. And the um, second thing is that I get to choose to create a different reality. No longer do I ever want my love to be controlled, owned, or coveted by anyone nor do I want to you know in my highest self source consciousness awareness I don't ever want to control or covet anyone else's love and after the third relationship ended I was up in the bay area and the bay area is very polyamorous I was in a very polyamorous community it's a very burner open hippie you know free love type of a community anyway and I was in the acroyoga community and I started dating men who were very open and poly and I didn't really identify with being poly. I wasn't really sure about it, but I started dating men who were open and didn't really bother me. But then I also had the story of like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm leaving. You know, I didn't ever feel like they were the one, let's say, if I believed in that story. So yeah, then I left and I started traveling. And the reality is, is when you travel, you meet a lot of beautiful souls, but you're in passing oftentimes. You're coming on you know a a short-term journey a couple months couple weeks a year and the reality of you being together and creating a life together is relatively short relatively slim there's a lot of things I gotta add up in order for you and the other person to merge a life together right time location passion you know way of living like families all these things So I just kind of on a very practical level, um, based upon the experiences I've been through and based upon what made sense to my heart, I just started saying that I believe in open love. You know, I believe in open love. I just believe that I don't, my love is expansive. It can, it expands and it contracts just like the heart. And I don't really know what that means, but I know that I don't ever want to be owned or controlled of who I love and how I love nor do I really want to own or control anyone else in those departments. So I started communicating this with any of the partners that I would meet and um, just let them know where I was at. And every partner I met had a similar awareness of like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. You know, I'm, I'm on that same page. And then I went back to the States, traveled for two years and had some open relationships. And, you know, it's very easy to be in an open relationship when you're traveling because, You know, you have a limited amount of time with someone. And there's often a lot of people um, that they've probably also connected to or maybe want to connect to. And it's a very fluid lifestyle. So then I went back to um, America again. And um, I was all along, you know, calling in a partner who had a similar mindset, a similar philosophy, wanted to build with me, wanted to grow with me, wanted to expand, wanted to travel the world, you know, all of these things. This was all my vision board and everything. And um, yeah, I ended up going back to the States and continuing to share my open lifestyle and met a few men, but I never, it was interesting. I spent a whole year, so I spent 
a year being playing around in the tantric world um, with others and developing that. And then I spent a year being consciously celibate, almost a year, 10 months being consciously celibate. And then I spent a year being like super embodied and super in my power and super like finally understanding my sexuality and owning it and feeling so juicy as a woman and like having a lot of beautiful men around me and like cuddles and but like none of them were sleeping with me. <laughs> it was really funny. I had like all these amazing divine masculine conscious men, but none of them, um, for whatever reason, there were like, and there was sexual attraction. You could feel it, but there was something playing out in my field that wasn't allowing that to cultivate. And it was like one of the most sexually frustrating years of my life. Um, but what that taught me was, and what I really believe is that my kind of reality of what I was looking for wasn't able to be met by the type of men I mean some men definitely didn't want to be open other men yeah it just was a vibrational mismatch so the reason why I'm telling you my backstory is because I ended up meeting someone right I ended up finally meeting someone who met me on all levels um, they believed in a very similar relationships truth as me even though they had a different way of speaking about it they had a different background um but they as far as like how they've been relating and and the the structures and the way that they've been showing up in relationship but they had the similar belief they had a similar lifestyle they were traveling around the world they were hosting workshops on on sexuality and um holding sacred spaces and uh, apparently they wanted a, a partner to show up with and create with and therefore now we are Amanda and Sprout. <laughs> Funny because you know Sprout's a Canadian and I was like oh no I totally I'm totally like Canadian no that's like American I want something exotic you know but these types of relationships these karmic relationships like you don't have a choice over those things. And I love Sprout and he's amazing and, and you know, becoming, if not, he is my best friend in a lot of ways. So the reason why I tell you my backstory is because this really pertains to really the philosophy that we both share, which is a new paradigm of relating. When we think about the old paradigm of relating, it is and was largely based around the idea that it was an agreement it was agreement marriage was an agreement based upon practical economics right like think about it you're on the prairie or you're in the tribe and you married or you arranged with the person who was the most suitable, you know, the person who had uh, the land that would support the family or the person who was, there wasn't very many options because it's a small community and the person who was closest to your age or, you know, the person who, we married for reasons that were economical. Marriages were more about agreements for survival rather than pleasure and passion and excitement and expansion. Today, obviously, it's a very different world. You know, oftentimes your, your, your romance and your passion existed outside the relationship and your fantasies or, you know, someone you met who was crossing through your town. 
it was novelty to have some excited, you know, dream man or woman that you were daydreaming about. Because it wasn't about that. We didn't have those luxuries. We were just doing what we were doing to continue to, to, to survive, really. Now we, of course, live in a very different world. Survival is not the top of our priority. We have, I mean, if we were to distribute all of the wealth and resources, everybody would have enough. Um, and the majority of the population has enough, and we have more than enough. And we look for relationships for desire, for passion, for pleasure. And this new paradigm of relating gets to choose how we construct our reality. So how are we showing up for ourselves? How are we showing up for our relationships? And what are the stories or the labels that we are carrying from our parents or our past relationships? And are they truly serving us? So one of the things that Sprout and I both love to share with people who are navigating relationships, I like to call it relationships by design, right? Like I'm going to design my relationship because here's the truth, I'm changing. So I don't want to create a structure or a course or like a yeah label that puts me into a box that says that this is what I believe and this is how it is and this is the rules that I play by because I'm always changing. And therefore, like how I'm going to show up and, and, and how I choose to navigate my life and how I feel is going to be different every day. So my relationship, therefore, I would like it's an organism. It grows and changes and evolves over time just as much as I do. And so having a structure of somewhat is, of course, important. The masculine is important in any experience but having the ability to be fluid and to be changing I believe is just as important and so the new paradigm of relationships in my opinion is really about beginning to ask ourselves what paradigm we've been following why are we choosing to relate the way that we're choosing to relate and do the stories or, or the boxes that we choose to put ourselves in really support us? And so I had a friend the other day um, ask me, you know, like, are you, are you polyamorous? And my answer wouldn't be a yes. It wouldn't be a no. Yeah, I, I, I am in an open relationship. You know? Do you have a primary? Sprout your primary? That's another question I get asked a lot. Feels like it. Feels like he's primary. I mean, my primary energy and intention is on him and on what we are creating and building together because our life force, our energy, our passion is going in this project. And of course, I'm excited. I'm driven. I mean, we are driven not to make babies, but to create to create magic in this world that is why we have been put together and that is like my my excitement for life and for what we're creating and how we get to build together will that always be the case i don't know do i want to say he's going to always be my primary no matter what i don't know he could be he very well could be and i'd be totally satisfied with that but i don't know I change, I grow, evolve, so does he. 
But the difference between putting myself in a box of saying you're my primary, this is I'm a polyamorous person, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm monogamous, whatever it is, is the fact that I am consciousness always consciously evolving and I get to choose to consciously show up in my relationship and communicate from a place of honesty, authenticity, and openness. And at any moment, I believe, this is my belief and I could totally be wrong, because oftentimes relationships are built on lies, but I don't believe that that's the reality that I'm living. I believe that a lot of old structures that we had around monogamy oftentimes were built on lies because they were trying to create this story that you're supposed to love me and only desire me and I'm supposed to be your best friend and your therapist and your lover and your, you know, all of these things, you know. And that just seems almost impossible for one person to do all that. And, and if you have desires or you have needs outside the relationship, then it's wrong or bad. So you need to hide it. And this is why a lot of times like infidelity and, and lies and cheating and things like that happen in relationships. But I believe that it is possible to create an open and honest, rather transparent conversation around each individual's needs and desires at any given time. It is ridiculous to think that one person will be able to meet your needs and desires all the time. Now, of course, you don't always need your desires met. However, desires is what creates passion, which creates aliveness, which is really a big part of the polarity that we, you know, that's important for relationships to function anyway. So conscious relating is really about a new paradigm relating is really about choosing to be consciously present with what is alive for you and what is alive for your partner and consciously communicating where you both are at. You know, for instance, um, in Thailand now in Sprouts and Bali, and one of the big reasons that I needed to come to Thailand, not only because it was time for me to do a visa run, but I needed space. Sprout is really, really heavily invested in the business right now. And he's in his engineer mindset and working on it all the time and excited about it and wanting to talk about it all the time. And it just brings me very much in my head and very much in my masculine. And I create a lot of contraction around that. And some of my needs of, of intimacy weren't being met because I'm so in my head all the time when we're together. Which on the one hand, I'm fucking grateful. It's amazing. And on the other hand, it was driving me nuts. I needed to be in a different energy. And therefore, me coming to Thailand, I knew that there was possibilities that I could meet other men, other people who could support me in a way that Sprout wasn't able to support me because he's just in a different place. I didn't come here to seek out relating, but I have, I mean, it's funny enough, I'm here and I'm just hanging out with a bunch of girlfriends and we're having cuddles and having a great time, but I'm open to the possibility that if there's somebody who comes into my sphere and it feels like an aligned vibration, I'm open to seeing what wants to be explored. But another thing about conscious relating, in my opinion, is that I'm not just, I don't just hook up just to hook up or I don't just date just to date. Everything has a purpose or a bigger intention. Like if, if I'm not, if we're not growing together, if there's not room for growth and expansion, and that could be in any domain. It could be sexually, could be romantically, 
could be business, could be whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But if there's not a, a clear path of expansion for me and the other person, and we're not adding to each other's lives, I mean, I'm, my life force is the most important thing that I have available to me. And my sex is the most sacred gift I've been given. So it doesn't just go to anyone. And relationships are an investment of my energy, my time, my emotions, my heart, my soul. And I believe that my partner, Sprout, is also in a very similar mindset, which is why we can consciously relate. Which is why we can have conversations and communications of like, hey, I'm not feeling met in these areas and this is really important to me. Okay, hey, I hear that you're not feeling met in these areas and it's important to you. How can I help you? Well, these are the ways that I need to be met. Okay, sorry, I can't do that right now. I'm just too focused. Okay, I hear you that you can't do this. Then I'm going to create opportunities for me to allow myself to get these needs met. And it's a conscious choice by both individuals. And sometimes it can be painful. Sometimes it can be challenging. But so can all relationships. And no matter what structure you have it in. So I truly believe that the new paradigm of relationships means that we get to begin to transcend labels. Because labels are ideas of what safety is. Safety and security. If I can put you into this box, it makes me feel safe because it makes me feel like I know what it means. And if I feel like I know what it means, then it makes my mind feel like it's safe. The truth is safety is really an illusion in many ways. So when we can learn to lean into love and to lean into trust and to communicate from our heart and not be afraid of speaking our truth to a certain degree, then we can begin to transcend the fear and the stories of, yeah, what relationships have to look like in order for us to feel safe. So, this is my story my philosophy, my ideology around relationships and I feel so grateful that I've met someone who embodies a very similar vibrational frequency which might not make a lot of sense to a lot of people but hey, it makes sense to us and that's probably why we're together. I know that we're committed to really showing up in this way and um, navigating this path. Nobody really knows we are navigating the path, we're creating the path so it's not something that has answers and we're just figuring it out as we go along the way sharing it with you, those of you who we appreciate and who are part of our community, so that you can take the pieces that resonate and leave what doesn't. So I hope that this was supportive in some way and that you found this valuable or helpful. And I will see you next time. Ah, yes, before I go, we do have a relationship transformation webinar happening next Wednesday which is March 22nd so you can find that on our website it is free at instituteofintegratedintimacy.com 
if you're interested, I think there's over 100 people who have registered. So there's going to be a lot of people who are interested in this. If you are interested, go ahead on head over there and sign up. And uh, I think we're going to be doing one every month. So if you missed it, don't worry. You can still sign up and there will be goodies each and every month for you. All right, beautiful souls. I will see you next time. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.